Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. We uh, have a wrap. We know who the champion is, Andy. It's the New England Patriots. Uh, was that uh, a game that you will remember for the rest of your life? <laughs> For anything yeah, in particular, it was a date that will live in infamy. That was, oh my god! I never heard so much belly aching, and I wasn't even mad. At, like everybody, I want like this is, and I was with some people who have seen a bunch of Super Bowls. Oh sure, I said this is the worst shit I've ever seen. It's funny the comparison. The uh, game wasn't over, but I made the comparison to the Bills Jaguars game of last season. In the playoffs, yeah. yeah, and then I had to check quick because it was ten to three at the time. That's what the final score of that one was, ten to three, which it didn't quite stick, but still, gross. Yeah, that game was worse. This game was bizarre. It was really weird. I How gotta bizarre. tell you, man. How bizarre. How bizarre. It was. Uh, it was a masterclass, I suppose, of defensive coaching on the part of the Patriots. Combined with inexperience and nerves on the part of the coach and quarterback for the Rams, uh, and combined with you know one effective drive from you know when the Patriots had that one drive and they got down right on the doorstep and they punched it in with Sonny Michelle. Basically, at that point, you kind of looked up and you're like, okay, well, it's over. Patriots win. I mean, is that pretty much how you felt? Yeah. Did you know that was the only play that was that took place in the red zone. There was one play that was snapped inside of the red zone for the game. That is wild. I did not know that. That's crazy. That, I, I know. Like when, when they said that, when they said, Oh, this is be the first play inside the red zone. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fucked. Like the whole game has been played between the thirties here. Well, I guess, it, you know, not particularly great field position on a lot of the drives, I guess, but no one had been in the red zone before that Gronk catch. And then they ran it in on the first play. And that was the only play in the red zone, which is really berserk. Game Can you name, name another big, I mean, name another big offensive play besides that Gronk one. Uh, there was a couple, I mean, a lot of the yardage was, you know, Edelman underneath uh, both running backs the Rams had one nice drive. There was a catch along the sidelines that, honestly, that wasn't a catch. They they got that playoff. That was uh, kudos to them getting that playoff so fast. I, I don't so think he too. had both yep. feet down. Not not no, that it mattered. I, no, that, he definitely that, did that, not. They went three and out from that point. Yeah. But, yeah, the yeah, just uh, the, the ugliness of the game could not be overshadowed by the fact that it was a championship and – the the fun was had with prop bets. Honestly, like I think I went, I lost this. We oh, rip scope plays. I think playoffs finished yeah. like eight and two, eight and two, which that was never uh, never had a two. chance. Which it was maybe good. nine and two. Some left, maybe nine. Who knows? But yeah, the, the second half over never had a chance. I was actually a little worried for a split second in my addled mind that the second half. Half scores more than the first half was come through. <laughs> so is this going to end up three nothing? This is the worst game I've ever seen. So, but yeah, I of all the bets I made, and to be fair, this was multiple different alt lines on the on the anthem. Like, I think my first ten bets hit on props. Like, I was cashing. I was having a great time doing that, and I was still 
in a bad mood because the game was ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a very, very tiny window of drama uh, when it was 3-3 and the Patriots come down and answer with the touchdown and then it was pretty much game set match. Uh, and it was uh, it was anticlimactic way to end the season. The season has been great. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, and for it to end that way uh, feels anticlimactic. And, uh, you know, for those reasons and because and we have another Patriots Super Bowl and today it's just been kind of one big long slurping of Belichick and the way he prepared the defense. Like it's just been kind of a, you know, kind of a, uh, a tough, a tough, uh, a tough one to cover, I guess, from a content standpoint. Um, congratulations to everyone who had the under, um, that was a sweat free winner. Good job. Um, I had some nice Patriots numbers. I had, um, Patriots first half was a nice one. Uh, and then, uh, hit a couple alt. I was planning on basically coming back, uh, on Rams live, uh, because I thought it was going to be a back and forth kind of game. So I started out with some Patriots minus six and a half at 180 and minus nine and a half at 265. And I was like, okay, this is, uh, this is, you know, these are, these are good kind of alt lines to be holding, expecting that the Patriots, you know, if they had a two score lead or something like that, then you'd see a live line the other way for the Rams, but it just never materialized until the very end of the game. And at that point I was like, nah, this is good. They're going to win by 10 or whatever. And sure enough, thanks to that Greg Zerline missed kick at the end, uh, game score landed exactly on 10. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, otherwise it was a very forgettable Super Bowl. Uh, it was a very forgettable Edelman MVP performance. Um, and uh, it uh, kind of cements the Patriots dynasty, I suppose, with Brady's worst season as a starting quarterback that I can remember in a long time and his uh, worst uh, Super Bowl game uh, that I can remember. I thought Brady was bad. Um, I thought he looked nervous and played poorly. Uh, and the fact that they won in spite of that is pretty incredible. Um, the fact that Dante, yeah, Hightower, was, if, yeah, go ahead. if, if let's say the ball gets spread around a little more, Edelman has like 60 yards, no scores. And, you know, two or three Hogan has some more and it's spread around like, who do you, cause Brady didn't have a good game, no touchdowns, one pick, one good, one really good throw to Gronk. Honestly, that was a nice toss. Like, Who's your MVP if Edelman has five catches for sixty yards instead? And probably Sonny I mean, Michelle, I guess. Just but. give it, give it to Michelle because he scored the only touchdown. Like yeah, that's yeah. such a garbage. It wasn't a great performance from him either. Like I don't, I don't know. I would just give the, give it to the defensive coordinator. Make a yeah. make a weird commissioner's exception. Yeah. I mean, clearly the best players on the field for the Patriots were Dante Hightower, who played out of his mind. Uh, and this is a guy I, you know, I had written off last year. I thought he is way too slow to be the kind of the key of your defense. And he showed everybody wrong. You know, he obviously had his kind of, um, you know, his kind of uh, swan song finale here where he played his best game ever in the biggest moment. So hats off to him. That was pretty cool. Um, Stefan Gilmore was amazing in coverage. Uh, he, you know, absolutely, um, deserves some recognition for how well he played. Um, and outside of that, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, you know, decent overall team performance by the defense and the way they schemed and the way they coordinated was, was excellent. So congratulations, but you know, it felt like, uh, 
they felt like the Rams really kind of didn't have any wrinkles that we haven't seen from them over the course of this season. They really was, there was nothing that they brought to the table that really uh, stood out in terms of, um, you know, an effective new look that the Patriots hadn't already exactly seen and planned for. Um, they felt under, felt very predictable. Uh, Todd Gurley looked especially, um, you know, it was, it was, it was especially confusing what was going on with, with him and his role uh, and clearly kind of the integration of CJ Anderson into the running attack never really sat well with him, I guess. Um, don't know why they never really tried to utilize Gurley in the passing game more. They only had two targets to him. Uh, didn't target the tight end at all. Um, you know, threw the ball at Brandon Cooks 13 times, even though the coverage on Brandon Cooks was excellent all game. Um, it was uh, it was a confusing effort from the Rams from an offensive standpoint. Uh, and the fact that they ended with exactly three points felt pretty appropriate. Uh, and I don't really know where they go from here in terms of, you know, kind of regrouping and, and bringing, uh, bringing the same level of effort back next season. Um, I guess, do you want to talk about next season or do you have any final thoughts on the game itself? Yeah, I think just kind of echoing what you said, the Rams game plan sucked ass. It sucked ass the whole game. They didn't make great halftime adjustments. Kudos to the Patriots defense. Uh, they made some great, great quotes I saw um, regarding Hoyer. And what he was able to do just practicing against Hoyer, like I think at least one or two defensive players brought that up as far as what he did in, in the preparation for the game as it prepared for Goff in that offense. Um, I will say the hot take, a couple of the shittiest hot takes of Monday are the, the Edelman Hall of Fame thing after you know, just the, the ultimate King shit of recency bias. Like, yeah, it was a really good game. He's had really good playoff games, but he, he just, he's not there. If he, if he has like five solid good years after this, he can maybe talk about it, but yeah, Edelman's not a hall of famer right now. Chill. And then the McVeigh is a dipshit. Like he's not a genius. That was overblown. Like that's maybe it's true, but he's still a really good coach. I think, especially when you compare, Aram, you know, in relation to a lot of the other coaches in the NFL that we've we've seen over the past couple seasons. I mean, just even the the sample size of him as a head coach compared to other people. He still took a team to the Super Bowl. He took a team to the playoffs last year. They've got a lot of wins. He's he's a young guy. There's that's that's the scary part. Maybe he's not, you know, the a top three genius coach right now, but he's a smart enough guy, I think, where he will pick up a lot along the way. And he he might be in the league taking teams to the playoffs for the next two decades. So Yeah, I agree with maybe that. Maybe chill, chill out on chill on the chill out on the McVeigh's not a genius thing. Yeah, I would expect him to learn from this and be be more prepared and, and better execution next time around. Same with Goff. Um, I don't think this was really an indictment of them at all. I think they just had bad game plan. And uh, you know, the nerves is nerves are high. And, uh, you know, it's, you're going up against the greatest dynasty of all time, uh, in a place, you know, a place you've never been before. It's, it's not entirely unpredictable that that's the way that went down. And that was, I felt like the distinguishing characteristic heading into the game and why it was Pat's backer, you know, even though they were not the better team on paper, in my opinion. So anyway, want to give a couple of, uh, um, couple, couple, uh, uh, notes here regarding the uh, prop contest uh we had a winner a clear winner 
correctly answered 15 out of the 19 props uh, in the prop contest. So he must have had a great Sunday and made a lot of money also on top of uh, now getting the respect of the deep dive hosts. And I'll make him a Twitter banner. Uh, None other than Mr. Carl Pissler at Carl Pissler. Uh, sports genius uh, got uh, 15 out of 19. Congratulations. Uh, honorable mention to uh, Benny Heisler, uh, very well-known uh, DFS guy, guy that uh, has done a lot of good content and, uh, and um, you know, podcasts in the DFS and gambling space this year. So good job to him. He got second place with 14. Correct. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was uh that was that was pretty pretty successful, um, you know, pretty successful Super Bowl from a prop standpoint. Uh, I loved uh, we had a little bit of inside information on um, you know on some of the key uh, you know specialty props there that were fun uh, hitting. Uh, did all of your overs uh, on anthems get graded as winners? Yeah, thank God I didn't bet at Bavada. I think they were trying to hose people. Um, I heard my everything I bet. Well. Yeah, which which a little story time, a little story time uh, is, you know, as about a year ago uh, for one of the rough and rowdies, um, Big Cat was lined for the national anthem and made it patently clear uh, via specifically spelling it out to us in a message that he was going as far, far over as you could possibly go over. Uh, and you know, I put money in my bookie just to bet the over there. Uh, and they tried to pull some shenanigans and, and grade that one a loser on the first half. And it was like Friday night at like 5 p.m. I should be out enjoying happy hour. And I was on a live chat bitching with some, you know, somebody who had misgraded the, the anthem over prop on Big Cat. And, the, and I was like, what am over I doing? Bucks, what yeah. am I doing here? This is not, good. but you got it. Mine, mine hadn't got, graded yet. Yeah, like mine we went it. through. We got it fixed. Um, so no, I fun. think uh, I did. I did some alt overs at five dimes, and uh, I think I just used bet online. And boy, the uh, God bless America! Not God bless America. I mix up my patriotic uh, songs. Apparently, I keep saying it. It's America the Beautiful. That line was piss poor. Like that yeah. went over by a bunch too. What was the? I don't know. What was your biggest problem? Ladies were, but they were pretty. What was the biggest problem? Oh, I was out, out of. It was anthems. Everything anthems. like of of all of them. I, I should add up how much I put. I don't know exactly, but I would say fifty percent of my money on the on yesterday was tied up in anthems and America the Beautiful. So I bet it at multiple books <laughs> and multiple different lines. Yeah, no, I, I was I was you hammering the anthem stuff. The hammering so by the time America the, the Beautiful flip was so by yeah, I have I have a couple today off, which uh, already, yeah yeah. Um, what about blue? Oh my god, that anthem! And when you when you have all that on there, yeah, I called Blue Gatorade on the podcast too, but I bet the clear earlier in the week, and I didn't I didn't come back on the blue. I know that was like one of my two losses. Um, I got to look today too. We haven't seen from Chalk what the handle was. I tailed uh, Joey Knish on a couple of uh, that guy just loves to sit and break those down like the the little props like that. So, yeah, uh, under under six and a half, uh, one million dollar or more bets, seven figure bets nice. in Nevada. That was that that cleared. It hasn't cashed yet, but there there was only like three, I think. And then over one sixty five point five handle in Vegas for the for the 
the entire handle on the on the game. I mm. bet the over there; those haven't cleared. Uh, uh, big man on campus. Got to shout him out for the big bon plus money winner on Bon Jovi. That finally came through today. I was never so happy to see. I don't know if he has a nickname, whatever the guy from Jersey. But yeah, he he was right there behind Kraft when they showed it. Perfect. Um, that was, it was great. Perfect. Giselle. Um, yeah, Giselle the, the anthem. When, you, when you're watching, yeah. yeah, Giselle. When you're watching the anthems too, that felt like a minute. Like, oh, that was like 65 seconds. I'm done. <laughs> was, I didn't. I forgot to start timing it. I was at the bar. I'm just sitting there, just hammering down on my phone, refreshing Twitter. Like, what was the count? What was the time? What was like the time? She, it, it felt. It felt like she spun through it pretty fast in the middle. I'm trying to think what else we had. I had I had Patriots money line that was smaller. I ended up just sitting on on that. I was looking for a better number on the Rams, didn't get it. And then by the time it was there, I didn't feel like it was it was a right time to take anything on the Rams. That yep. was that was a smaller wager anyway. And then just a, a few other little this and that. The second half over the first half that was kind of a kind of a gift when it was three nothing that was hilarious yeah 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 credit to uh our prop queen uh monique oh, on calling yeah, edelman yeah, monique, as the mvp yeah. that was that was pretty nice nice look by her uh and uh the no team scores three in a row cashed for me i forgot i bet that i bet that before i talked to you guys and after i was talking to you guys i felt like an idiot but that, that was good that was a good hit because no team did score three times consecutively um thanks to that patriots missed field goal at the beginning of the game right uh would that have been three? Oh, i don't know maybe actually maybe not but whatever the case was um that worked out well uh yeah and you know overall pretty profitable sunday i just uh, wish that the uh entertainment factor had been higher i thought that the halftime show we did the pair we were doing the periscope while the halftime show was going on so i wasn't paying like super close attention but boy the parts i saw the parts i saw run back as the quote-unquote highlights my god was that bad um you know nfl overall uh not not taken did not take a w with the broadcast i felt like um you know we only get tony romo uh, once every three years, uh, and this is the game he got to call. Like, oh boy, um, that was kind of a bummer. Um, didn't uh, how, about, how about the mosh pit at the end? I thought that was so awkward and cringy. Like, awful. getting the it, it was, was too candid. I didn't like that they were catching people off off guard on Mike. And was, was it Tracy Wolfson? Is that the girl who's like? A, yeah, apparently, yeah. it's tough to tell. Like, how t- you know, I've never met her in person. I don't live. know if she's. Yeah. She's what five foot nothing apparently, because she she is getting just crushed. I was very worried about her safety. Same. You can kind of see her down in there, like she was gonna get just trampled to death. And Brady's trying to you know see his family, give hugs, talk to Kraft, and they're just bombarding. They needed to let that breathe. Like the the reporters need to give that like two minutes. Yeah. I would have been absolutely fine just watching a silent shot of of the hugs and Brady and Kraft embracing and all that, that that's fine. Just show that it's, I'm trying to think of which baseball game it was where Joe Buck did a great job of that. He just let a moment breathe where he didn't say shit. He just, he just let the cameras do the work. And sometimes that's, that's what these media people need to do is just, just let it go for a minute. That was awkward. Um, a prop that was super mispriced was, how many people will kiss the trophy that was set at like four and a half as uh, was, yeah. Emmett was 
walking that up and like 900 people kissed it. <laughs> like that, I didn't, I didn't bet that to be clear, but like, I, I remember seeing that. I've seen someone even tweet about it today. Like that was criminally priced. I'm going to remember that for next year. <laughs> Everybody kisses the fucking trophy. You Everybody set that at nine and a half. It. I'll bet that. Everybody kisses it. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, I think in any other critiques of the NFL's performance overall on the weekend, I mean, they really let Barstool steal the weekend. What the hell? <laughs> like, no, no, like, what are don't you just, doing? What if, were you thinking? If you, what were they thinking? Like, if you don't arrest Dave Portnoy, <laughs> like, that, they're mad. That, like, Dave's probably mad if he doesn't get arrested. Like, that yeah, was the greatest. Course. Like, of how course. many how many clicks and impressions did he get off that video? I love how he just let his legs dangle. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it was. It was great. And yeah, he, I'm mean, sure, and to be fair, he... Without even going and double checking, he obviously didn't bet the Rams. So no, I'm yeah, sure he, he was more than happy to Patriots be, money line or something. Well, he, he had, had, a, he had a shitload of yeah, no, he had a, he had a bucket load on the Patriots money line. He made out like a bandit, and he got a shitload of uh, free advertising of uh, getting arrested. And I wonder yeah. if he bet on himself. You can actually bet on the one book. I'm sure it's low limits on whether he'll get arrested. Yeah, so it was, yeah, I thought the NFL did okay. Um, the the you know not to belabor the point, but uh, outside of the betting, I thought the songs were good. The anthem and America the Beautiful, those were nice. I've had way worse anthems. Like Gladys did a hell of a job. Halftime show sucked. I spent most of it out on the phone with you anyway. Right, but uh, I saw some recaps and I saw part of it. Like it's it was pretty trash. It was bad. Yeah, nobody wants bad. to do it anymore. No, no, no. I mean, the NFL, the NFL has, they, the NFL let, um, let the Super Bowl week get hijacked by the NBA trade deadline. When's the last time that happened? Like we are definitely, there's definitely uh kind of a tipping point right now uh, here between, you know, who's covering what and who cares about what. And, um, you know, it was wild that the, uh, that the NBA, uh, you know, effectively stole the entire media spotlight the week of the Super Bowl. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before, and I definitely wouldn't have. Even been, they've been after know. it for the last month. I mean, it's better than any soap opera. The NBA, the drama, it's turning into a reality show, and it's not like they're trying. It's just how it is. Yeah, the NBA yeah. is. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be mad. It's it's interesting. Like there's okay. so much drama and intrigue every week, so it's they they hijacked uh, the last couple months. I mean, it's not like the NFL went away or people forgot about it, but they were they were absolutely right there with the NFL as far as social media presence and news stories every week. Yeah, which hasn't yeah. been the case for a lot of years. People people kind of forget about the first half of the NBA season if you're not a big NBA person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, you about ready to become a basketball podcast? Yeah, it's it's time to pivot because the NFL is over. Yeah, we did. We whole, did talk the, a little yeah, the off the air. Four months. The NFL obviously. The NFL heavy. never sleeps. Yeah, the NFL never sleeps. We're gonna do free agency podcasts. We're gonna do at least one, if not two, draft podcasts, draft props, mock drafts, having fun with that. There are combine props. We're going to get into the combine because we're going to have that. We're going to have regular season win totals as soon as those pop. We're going to go over that because I think we learned our lesson on that uh, as far as the value that you can lose from May to September. I think it's around May, isn't it? 
or maybe even March they come out. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to double check. I'll find the. I'll find the tweets from last year when they first popped, and yeah. we'll kind of circle that on the calendars. Look for them then. I saw official. There, I saw. Oh yeah, we there's, we had there's some big movements. In, we had access to them in late May. They the the the, the places that. Uh, well, it was like, May, wasn't it? Yeah, like I think yeah, Westgate May, Westgate opens in May. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. We'll definitely do. Yeah, there'll, there'll be plenty of NBA too, draft, but or plenty of. Yeah. But, but yeah, we are yeah. definitely pivoting to be a, a, a basketball-heavy podcast. I mean, basketball is consuming my life right now in terms of handicapping. Anyway, uh, I care about the. Uh, um. I care about the NBA right now more than I care about the NFL, and it's been like that for a couple of weeks. So this is good. Good time to get into it. Um. Really start cracking cracking the whip here and prep for the playoffs uh nba playoff betting is a hell of a lot of fun people are going to be way into that so that'll be fun and uh by all means we got to hear from mid-major andy uh in terms of how the heck you make money betting uh mid-major underdogs and hitting at this clip that is just freaking awesome to see congratulations on the success i'm super fired up for you um yeah, it's, but it's fun to win but yeah we're, we're still this this week's still last the last gasp of the nfl season um, I'm, I'm going to ask some of your thoughts real quick here because we do see some opening lines pop for the 2019 Super Bowl. Um, I guess really it will be played in 2020, uh, but for the 2019 season. Um, and we're going to do a postmortem on the season with a special guest on on Wednesday, which will be put a bookend, put a put a uh, a period exclamation point whatever on our, uh, our NFL handicap for the season uh, on Wednesday, and then uh, we officially are a basketball podcast. Um, let me pull up some lines. And we'll, we do want to, we do want to touch on other stuff too. Not just basketball. We're going to, we're going to tackle just like, just like last year. There will be, there will be for sure a master's podcast. Oh yeah. French open tennis. I already can't wait for uh, Wimbledon. Uh, what else do we have? Maybe, maybe not every golf major will take its own full podcast, but for sure the masters will. It's a tradition. Like yeah, no we'll definitely do the three majors in golf. Yeah, and we'll definitely do the 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 last three uh, slams in tennis. We'll do. Um, but the uh, you didn't laugh at my joke about the PGA Championship not being a major, isn't it? In May this year, I think they moved it up and they actually put it in. The yeah, they, they didn't switch spot. it around. So yeah, I, well, I like that they put it. We'll in touch. Yeah, the, the three the three the three slams that we have left in tennis. I think we we don't really bet hockey. I think we might have to find someone who knows something about it. Cause I would love to talk more about hockey when the playoffs come. Cause I do enjoy the shit out of the NHL playoffs. They're a lot of fun. And I think we need someone to kind of help us with that. So we'll kind of yeah. poke around, find someone who can help us, when, especially once we get to the playoffs. That's a yep. super fun time of year, having the NBA and NHL playoffs going. And uh, I don't know, is that about it? There's no World Cup this year. I think we'll have to do a little soccer talk, yeah, especially when we get to maybe Champions League, when we get to the, the semifinals and finals. Yeah, that'll be fun. And um, if there's any intrigue at the end of the year for uh, you know the major leagues in Europe. Because yeah. I, I follow yeah. tons of people who bet soccer daily. Yeah, same. All right, let's talk about next year's champion. Um, Patriots open up as the favorite, plus 800. Uh, I'm looking at Chiefs plus 900, Saints plus 900. Uh, arguably two teams that had uh, should have been in the game, but that's beside the point. I'm over that already. Uh, Rams 11 to 1. Uh, did you see who uh, comes in at the fifth highest likelihood to win the Super Bowl? None other than the Indianapolis Colts, fourteen to one. 
Um, Chargers also 14 to one Steelers 14 to one. That's bad. That's a terrible line. Um, the uh, Packers Eagles, both 18 to one. Uh, and now we're getting into the twenties here. I'm looking down the list to, the uh, Falcons, Ravens, Bears, Vikings, Cowboys. I, I don't like any of these until we get down to maybe the Browns, 40 to 1. That number feels bettable. Um, any chance, uh, I, I guess, do do you agree with me that the Browns um, feel like they could be next year's Bears who were the previous I'm a, I'm year's the other Rams? Way. I'm full 180 on that. I oh, think so you the think- Browns... I'm going to be betting the Browns team total regular season win under in September. I think they are becoming too much of a media darling. Everybody's going to hear this the whole off season. That number is going to get inflated. I mean, if that Rams, if that Rams win total gets to like nine, I'm hammering that under it's, they're going to be a, they're going to, they're not a joke anymore. Yeah, the Browns, the Browns. Sorry, Rams. But yeah, it's, they're they're not a joke anymore. But they're becoming too trendy. Uh, I don't know how much I how much I feel bringing in a brand new coach. As much as I love the guy, it's still tough. It's still you, tough to you know make make strides like that. Two you years. Think two you think they're more likely to be the, uh, the and people people have tape on Baker 49ers. now. Forty Niners. You think they're going to be the Forty Niners? Well, without the injury, geez, you so you are you want to you want to see Baker get yeah, hurt? No, Jimmy G a full a full season of Jimmy G this year. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the Niners were going to make their win number. No way. That team was not. No, good they, they, I think that, that was yeah, that was tough. I still don't. I like some of their receivers, but I don't know if they had quite the talent around him. I do love a lot of pieces on the Browns, and maybe I'll eat my words, and maybe it doesn't get bet up high enough, and I don't get involved. But if if it gets hammered all summer long on the over, I'm going to come back in on that under because I think it's I think it's just going to get over overhyped, overplayed, and it's going to be a titch a titch too high. And I think we're going to slide in under that, even if it's a, a good season, a great season. And can you imagine a 500 season for the Browns? It's been a, it's been a while. No, the Browns are going. To like play. That would, that would this be, is going to be this is going to be the fun theme of our of our whole next season then because we are on polar opposites of this. I feel like there's value in the Browns for the win the Super Bowl at forty to one. I I really do. I think they are going to be out of this world good next year. Well, they have so much. I'm talent. way so much talent. I'm way so much too, money to spend. I know. Oh my goodness! Look at the AFC. You just named a bunch of you just named a bunch of teams. You said, "Oh, the Colts, that's great value. Oh, the Steelers, oh, the Chargers." No, no, the then Steelers, you got the Patriots think, and the Chiefs. I think the Steelers are way overpriced. I think the Chargers oh, are overpriced. No, they're, uh, they're about they're I about right. All Ravens no, they're, they're, the prices. No, no, no. Let's, let's not let's Texans not go with the prices. Not the yeah. prices. I completely skip the prices. Don't talk about the prices. They just are better teams. Like the the AFC is just too tough. Like. I just don't love that they got to play. They got to play the Ravens twice. They got to play the Steelers twice. They got to play the Seahawks. They got to play the Rams. They play the Patriots. They pay the 49ers. They don't have an easy schedule. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They do get the, they do get the bills. I don't really know how big of a stride the jets are going to make. The Cardinals aren't anything to be like they have an eight and eight year in them. It looks like to me. Like that's what I think they're going to do. I, I think they're a dangerous team in the next five years. I think they'll make a deep run in the playoffs in the next three to five years. I just think 
it, it's all anyone's talking about is Baker this and Browns that, and it's just going to be that hype team that doesn't get there. Hmm. 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 So who's I your think, Bears? I think you took it. You took it hook, line, and sinker. There's not always a Bears. Well, no, this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Browns at 40 to one, and I'm looking who they're in the conversation with down here. Panthers at 30 to one, Jags at 35, Niners at 35. No, the Browns are the I long think, shot that has the highest likelihood of making the playoffs. As, as far as I'm looking at everyone. You tell me, you tell me the Panthers with Nick Foles, Panthers and Nick Foles are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC. No, they're not. No, that team has way too many holes. They get a way too many holes. Oh, no, no, they're, they're, no, they're, no, no, no. Their offensive line is a problem. They still probably, presumably, they're trying to trot North, North Turner right back out for another year. Uh, offensive line with a million holes. Defense getting a year older. Like, the, the Panthers are in deep fucking trouble. Uh, Jaguars, I don't, you know. Do, do you well, yeah, long, these long teams, term, they're dead. Some of these teams don't have quarterbacks. Some of these teams don't have quarterbacks. Some of these teams, I really don't know, you know, that's, what, that's what the direction with they're the going Panthers. in. Browns at like, forty to one. I'm telling we you, don't, we don't know. We don't. It's hard. It's hard to say what with the Panthers. It's hard to say anything about the Panthers right now because you don't know what they're going to do. For are they just going to punt on the year and trot out a backup? Are they going to go after Nick Foles or something along those lines? Like those are two completely different teams. One of those teams is like a fringe because they were st- like they were a fringe playoff team for parts of the second half of the season, and they still will be in the conversation to go like eight and eight. Hmm. If they're not a bad team, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'm betting them at forty to one. Like you need to give me a little thirty to one. That thirty is. to one compared to the Isn't Browns. Thirty. Yeah, that's an ugly. Yeah, that's an ugly number. Well, the awesome. Browns are in the AFC. We just named off so many teams that are just more experienced, better players. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's going to be a ton of value on a long shot in the AFC. I think just what you made the case almost yourself. Like I think the team that's going to be the Bears might be an NFC team. I don't think it's the Panthers, even even if they do get fools. I, I would be very – the Panthers are a very interesting team in the offseason. If they can get a free agent lineman, if they can draft somebody and they bring in a quarterback, they might be a fringe wildcard team hmm. because, I mean, that that's the biggest – the defense is getting older, but with a good quarterback and a good offensive line, anything is possible in today's NFL. Mm. Especially with okay. CMC Music Factory back there, so I mean, look at the NFC. What What do you think? You think the Saints will be as good? No, I think they take a half step back too. I think I don't. the Rams yeah. will remain right where they're at. I think the Vikings might be shit out of luck. They might have, yep. they might have paid the wrong guy. Yep. The Packers suffered a lot of injuries. It'll be interesting to see the new coaching staff. I think the Packers are too much of a public name. I'm not looking at the numbers. What do you have right now for them? Pack, Packers 18 to one Packers win the Packers win it. No, uh, no I don't know no, how much I love no, that. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Um, no, if there's a number yeah, with a new code, I'm showing the Packers yeah, at there's, 22 to one. What book are you on? I am looking at FanDuel Sportsbook. A tweet? Yeah. A tweet from FanDuel, which was at the top of my timeline. Um, Okay. The, if yeah. there's a long shot in the NFC that I want in my pocket, it's the Bucks. Tampa Bay at fifty to one is intriguing to me because you got Bruce Arians and Ooh. you got James Winston. I might who be I seeing think is a decent 80, 80 to one, eight zero for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eight zero. No, I like That's that really a lot. Good. That's really good. I was gonna say if you can find a, if 
you can, and this is, we say this every fucking time with future bets, shop around. There's a lot of numbers out there. Uh, Falcons at 30 to one feels gross. Like, I don't know what they've done to earn that number. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, other than Seahawks other are 30 than replacing to one. their offense coordinator with the guy who actually can presumably coordinate an offense. Um, yeah. Those numbers are all over the place. I'm showing Panthers at 60 to one at some spots. That's a more fair um, price in my opinion. That's that's I, I was going to say 50, 60 is borderline value. Buccaneers at 80 to one is value. If you could get Packers, Packers. Wow. Wow. Like 25 <laughs> to one. I think that'd be a, that'd be a price. That'd yeah. be a price worth snagging. Bears, Bears lost their value by getting good. Are you going to go Romo on me there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Jim. I don't know about the Packers. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, but the Packers have twenty-five to one. They have have an all-world. They have an all-universe quarterback, but they have too many holes. What do we we expect? Matt Lafleur. We have no clue if Matt Lafleur is going to be any good as a head coach. He hasn't shown us anything that suggests he's going to be good. The tough part about that's the tough part about new head coaches. You just you really don't know when you're going to get a Frank Reich and when you're going to get a Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's wrap this up. This is, this would be fun so speculating about this for the whole off season. And I think it's going to be fun to, uh, to kind of go head to head here about the Browns because uh, I'm high. I'm high as hell on the Browns. The Browns have $50 million roll that they can roll over into the, uh, into their cap for this year. They can go out and sign some of the best players on top of the fact that they have one of the most talented young rosters with all of the draft picks they've made over the last couple of years. So the Browns are going to be flipping awesome. Get an actual defensive coordinator in there to coordinate these kids instead of Greg Williams. Uh, Freddie Kitchens takes you know another step forward in terms of progressing this offense. The, the Browns are absolutely in the conversation with the Colts and the Chiefs, in my opinion, at the top of the AFC. I bought in entirely. I think they should be higher than the Steelers and the Ravens, or at least on even even, even par, not twice, but not half as likely. Um, so that'll be my yeah, position heading into this year. They're twenty-five to one at most books. Who the Browns? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, twenty-five yeah, to one. I'm, did less, you I'm a little less interested. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the fan. I want fifty. At the top of my uh, top of my my timeline here. The Browns opened at fifty to one, I believe, at uh, yeah, at a couple offshores. I remember our friend Joey. Yeah, I don't. I, like, I don't. I don't want to say Pittsburgh's value at eighteen to one, but I don't think you can just bury Pittsburgh. They still have too many good pieces to to discount them as a team that's as good or better than a resurgent Browns team. I'm not betting Pittsburgh to win the division. I'm not betting Pittsburgh in any way, shape, or form to do anything in the playoffs, but playing Pittsburgh twice a year isn't I don't I don't think that's like an easy schedule. Having to play Pittsburgh, having to play Baltimore, going I think they have to go to Foxborough. Like the, the Browns schedule isn't super easy. And I just think the AFC is and we did this last year where we thought the NFC was crazy tough. So we'll probably be just way off base again. And the NFC will be uber competitive and we'll be completely backwards. Mm. Yeah. The AFC, I mean, right, right at the top chiefs, Patriots, chargers, Colts. Yeah. You're probably right. The Steelers don't belong there. Yeah. 
Who do you think is the worst price? Just before before we go, who is the worst price team? And I have one in my head already. Good or bad? Worst bad. Like this is worst price. Like 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 if you had unlimited bankroll and these are two way bets and you could bet against it. If it's a two way bet and you could bet against it at a huge minus number, which one would you? Uh, which what wh- where which book are you looking at? Which prices? I'm just on five dimes. I, I okay. Well, I got to look at that I, any 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 number. I mean, because you can bet wherever. Um. Give me, yeah, give me a number. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the five dimes futures now because I want to be on the same page with you. Um, if I had a two well, way I mean, number, numbers the number. Yeah, if I had a two way number. Uh, I actually don't hate any of these at the top except for the Steelers at 18 to 1, I think is terrible. Um what about one what about the one right below it? The two right below it. Cowboys is pretty bad at 20 to 1, but they have such a young team. It's tough. Cowboys to and Vikings at 20 to 1. Cow- Cowboys and the Vikings at 20 to 1. I, yeah, but both of these teams, like they have enough talent that I'm not like just I'm not laughing. Right, like there were some last year. No, I just, I just think those are closer to thirty. Like this, bad coaches. Yeah, there were some. Yeah, the bad coaches is a big deal. And you know, I think I, if you gave me twenty to one that the Vikings win the Super Bowl, or twenty to one that Zimmer's first coach fired, and you could say I can only bet one of those two, I'm betting first coach fired for sure, not Super Bowl. Um, Higher likelihood that the Vikings fire Zimmer next year than they win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, same with Garrett, you know. Uh, but but the Cowboys have such a young roster; it's tough to really count them out, in my opinion. They have, you know, they have a standout offensive line, so it's it's tricky. Yeah, I don't hate any of the prices at the top. I guess uh, I think overall these actually are okay. Um, and yeah, they've been shaped a little at this point. They've been out yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just think like right. Vikings and Cowboys are ones I wouldn't bet. As yeah, those. same. I'd want, I'm, I'm seeing Vikings 20, at 18 to 1 at other books. Not at 20 yeah. to 1, right. Especially yeah. in the conversation with the Eagles at 20 to 1. I think the Eagles have a much higher likelihood than the Cowboys and the Vikings. If you're talking about three NFC teams that are all the same price, that I would definitely put Eagles ahead of Cowboys and Vikings. But maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm uh, giving on the coach a little too much credit there. Who knows? Um, all right. You ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Well, like we said, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk later in the week. We'll bring someone in. We'll we'll put a wrap on the season. Okay. All right. Great job. Good job in the Super Bowl. Good job this year. And uh, best of luck with the uh, the mid major college basketball. I can't wait to talk about that next week. Yeah. All basketball all the time on Monday. Next next Tuesday will come out. We'll uh, we'll talk NBA and NCAA capping, modeling, winning, and what to do when you get to the playoffs. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Take it easy.